Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. What if the week is super, super bad week? I just do my three habits. If the week is a wonderful week and I'm high and I think I'm, I'm a genius, I stick to the practice. I just follow my three habits and that's usually the best idea. And I try to live a very creative life that I would not um, be sad if, if I die next week, I'm happy. I, I, I gave it, I gave it a shot. I really gave it a shot. I didn't miss a minute. Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Rut, the podcast that shares encouraging stories and practical tools to help pull you out of your rut into a life worth living. I'm your host, Jerry Dugan, and we're going to be joined by a special guest, Simon Severino. He is the founder and CEO of the company called Strategy Sprints, where he helps companies, businesses create accelerated agile growth, and they do it in Strategy Sprints. Now, we're applying that concept to our personal lives. So how can we apply a strategy sprint to live an agile life in the areas of our faith, family, fitness, finances, and future possibility so that we're not living a vanilla life? We're not being basic. We're actually living something meaningful meaningful to ourselves as well as making an impact in the world around us. So that's what we're talking about. Now, Simon, by the way, he's not only a founder and CEO of his company, he's also a TEDx speaker, and he used to play soccer probably because he's from Europe, but that's a generalization and I'm wrong for that. But in any case, grab a notepad, grab a pen. Let's go. Here we go. All right. Hey, Simon, thanks for calling in from Vienna, Austria. How are you doing? Hey, Jerry, thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Oh, man, same here. Um, you know, I got a chance to watch your TEDx talk and I read through a good chunk of your book, Strategy Sprints. Um, and something that really just surprised me is that you talk about when you were playing soccer and, you know, I guess the rest of the world calls it football. Uh, but as Americans, we got to call it soccer. I don't know why. Uh, I'll look it up one day when I get bored enough. But anyway, that's not the story. The story is that you were talking about you had this opportunity to score a goal. It was going to be like the winning goal, I believe. And you didn't want to take the shot because you were scared of winning. And uh, it was just like, wow, you know, I'm not the only person who experiences that where it's like you get this opportunity to, to be successful in something and then you will find yourself taking a step back. And, and you said something in that tech talk about it's because there's that fear of what if I do it and I do it right and I succeed? Well, now I got to deal with the unknown of what is the success? Uh, what made you kick off that TEDx talk with that story? And uh, how do you run into that with the coaching that you do? You know, when I got the, the chance to talk on TEDx, I, for the first time, had a much broader audience than I usually have. I usually just talk to entrepreneurs about mm -hmm. scaling their business. But now this was going to everybody. So I was thought, what is a message? What is helpful to convey? And I felt that the most helpful thing is to remind people that they are infinite possibility and that there is only one thing actually stopping them right now from living their dream. And that is between their ears. Yeah. It's just the mind. The mind limits uh, what we think. And the mind is a terrible, terrible companion. It's, it's plugged in, it's here, but it's not a good coach. So your mind, my mind, 
is right now focused on the negatives, on the past, on anxieties about the future, on um, guilt uh, about the past. This is all absolutely not helpful. And we are doing this with ourselves without recognizing most of the time. So when I think, what can I do? What can I accomplish? I'm so far away from my, from what I really can accomplish. So imagine, I don't know, I want to build a business because that's where I am good at. Yeah. So I could start one next week and then every week just have one simple prospecting process of talking to people on LinkedIn about that. I just did a video how how to do that. And so if I just do that every day, after a couple of weeks, I will have one client. After a couple of months, I will have three clients. The year after, I would have six clients. From there, I scale it. Ten years later, I can have a global business that's creating wealth for me, for my family, for my kids, for my friends, for multiple families around the globe. And that's just reality. I have experienced it. I, I run a global business just by having started very, very humbly, very simple here on my computer. Mm-hmm. And so everybody can do that. But right now, if if they feel inside themselves, can I build a global business in 10 years? They, there is something negative that the mind will tell you. Whatever that is, it's not true because who knows? Not, we know nothing. Um, we start things by doing and then week by week we grow them that's the only thing that's true everything else is just a fantasy so there is only one thing stopping you from living your dream life being it building a global business or uh, having 40 adventure days per year with your friends whatever your big thing is or writing a book that is read all over the world whatever it is um there is only one thing stopping you, and it's between your ears. You are infinite possibilities. Yeah. I, I mean, we always hear that when we're growing up. Like, you are your own worst critic. You know, we're, you're the one who's going to tell yourself you cannot do something. And uh, a friend of mine, Brandon, uh, he used to be the host of this show before I did a hostile takeover and kicked him out. No, I'm kidding. That's not how it went down. <laughs> At least that's all we tell the public. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but Brandon used to say that if you uh, if somebody else talked to you the way you talk to yourself, you would kick your own butt. Yeah, and, and I thought, no, that's well, actually, that's true. You know, it's and my wife always tells me, you know, like Jerry, you really get on yourself, like you know, over little things. Like you know, earlier this morning, I was trying. I took my hat off after I walked the dog, and I, I tossed it up on a shelf, and it kept rolling down back into my hand. I'm like, ah, and I toss it back up, roll back into my hand, toss it back up, and I was doing the same thing over and over and over, and, and it was like that insanity thing. Like, you know, I was doing the same exact thing over and over and expecting a different result, and finally I had to snap myself out of it. I was like, Jerry, you idiot, do something different because you're just repeating the same action. And I said it out loud, and, and so I physically just put the hat on the shelf and my wife was like jerry you're so hard on yourself and it was just a hat you know like like i yeah i, I don't know i you know I, I justified it i was like you know i, I gotta stamp myself out of it um but at the same time like you know you're, you're talking about somebody has a long-term vision of maybe opening a global company or maybe they're just afraid of what if i get an actual client and they're going to expect me to perform um, now what? And what you're saying is also have those short-term goals of, I need to get a client because that's what keeps me in business. Now I've got one. Okay. Now serve today. Now serve tomorrow. Now serve the next day and, and get that client taken care of so you can get paid and get the next client. Um, so it's that, 
what, what do they say? Like, how do you finish a, a thousand mile journey? And it's by taking the first step. And I think yeah, this is yeah. how the mind is a terrible companion. Uh, I I hear once, Simon, you're an idiot. I will repeat the mind will repeat that for me years later, decades mm. later. And that will never stop. It will come in waves. That will never stop. So that's why it's it's better to just let the mind uh, really pass by. So yes, there are thoughts, but I don't care about thoughts. I care about my daily practice. So I have a daily habit, weekly habit, and monthly habit. This is what I care about. So every day I do my daily habit, my weekly habit, and my monthly habit. In some weeks, the thoughts that pass are, Simon, you're an idiot. You will never achieve that. This is not going to work. I don't care. I do my daily practice, weekly practice, monthly practice. Some weeks, the same mind is telling me, wow, you're a genius. You're much faster than everybody else. You're (laughs) much smarter than everybody else. Same thing. I don't care. This is just the mind. The mind is here to make tricks. You know, the Buddhists call it the the monkey mind because it's it's just monkeys. It's not helpful. So keep building, keep doing your stuff, keep creating, keep expressing yourself. That's much more important. Whatever the, the thoughts are, thoughts are not helpful. Stay with your body. So what I do every day in the morning, I have three little kids, so I have to wake up very, very early if, <laughs> if I want to have me time, and I do it. So the first two hours of the day before everybody wakes up here, it's my me time. And the first thing that I do, I do something that centers me in my body, that pulls me away from the thoughts into the body. So first things, I do workout. I will run for an hour in nature. Second thing, I do my yoga sequence, uh, a specific sequence that I learned from my yoga teacher. And then I go play with my kids. I make them breakfast, etc. The day starts. This is really important. Don't live in the mind. The mind is a terrible companion. Live in the body, in the here and now. This is where your life happens, your creativity. And and in the body, nothing is ever missing. No, nothing is ever criticized. It's all fine. Yeah. If you just feel your body, it's all fine. I've always been amazed at how just getting up and moving around uh, can get me out of a funk. You know, it's, uh, I, I like to do hiking. So getting out in nature even, um, you know, that movement gets me to start sorting out the things in my head. Yes, nature... And the elements, right? When in nature you have the elements of the earth, the water, uh, the fire, the air, it's it's there and it's working you. you. If you just walk and then come back, you are totally transformed. You are, there is a reset. Nice. And, and you're talking about like being present, like you physically you're, you're running or physically you're doing yoga and you're concentrating on what you're doing in that moment. What does that do for like worry, you know, worrying about things? Yeah. Yes, exactly. So worry is in the mind mm-hmm. and and it's not helpful. So I just don't care about worry. It is always there because if you give the power to the mind, it will worry all the time. So I don't want to worry. Uh, the, we are the sprint team. And so as strategy sprints in our team, we say we want to be fast like a cheetah and happy like a dog. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> and your spirit animal is a dog. So we, yes. we, have, we have a similarity there. <laughs> so, uh, and so... Fast like a cheetah and happy like a dog. You do that by being in the body, not in the mind. So every day we create something. Like today, I have created three landing pages, four sales emails, and two videos. So I've created a lot. While I'm creating, I don't think much. I do. So I'm in the flow. And and remember, 
the first two hours were running and yoga. So I start with not being in the mind. I'm really in the body. I come here and say, all right, cool. What's what's coming out of my of my imagination today? I'm I'm curious. And then something starts. And then I start writing as, oh, this is good. Let's continue this. Oh my God, this should become a sales email. And then I send it over to the marketing team and say, hey, this is a sales email. And they go, wow, that's cool. And then I continue. So, mm, maybe I make out of that, I make a video. So it's just flow. It's creative flow, but I am in the body. I'm present and I'm using what's what's coming up. I just use it. Mm-hmm. That's creative flow. That's how I wrote the whole book. and uh, And that's how... We create our sales materials, our marketing materials. And if you do it from this place, it's true. It's fresh. It doesn't feel like sales. It feels like, oh, Simon is sharing something cool. Nice. Now, I guess I mean, I mentioned it in the intro, which we haven't recorded yet, of course, but our listeners have already heard it and they're like, hey, great intro. <laughs> um, I don't know why that was funny to me, but it, it, it was. Uh, so you have a consulting company, a coaching company called Strategy Sprints. Um, you've got the book with the same title. And you help business people, entrepreneurs, apply the idea of Strategy Sprints, which we'll talk about in a moment. Uh, and it, it sounds like it's now a global company. You're, you're helping people build billion-dollar industries and companies and multimillion-dollar companies. Um, but where did you start? Before that, like what what was your background in terms of business or career, just to give our folks a, a sense of context of where we are today? Yeah. So I come from a totally different background. In my 20s, I did study philosophy. Oh, wow. Did not see that coming. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, and psychology. So in my country, in Austria, you would always have two, two topics, a major and a minor. And so I majored in philosophy. And the the reason was that I didn't see, for me, 18 years old, I didn't see a perfectly um, molded role that I would fit in. I was I have no idea what I'm here to do. So give me time, give me a couple of years to understand this whole thing and where we come from and what does it mean to be a human being and what is our culture. And then maybe I will find my part in it because Right now, I don't know. What is my superpower? What can I contribute here to the planet? I don't know. I just know all the jobs that I'm seeing, boring. Mm -hmm. It's not me. It's not me. And what is me? I don't know. I don't know. I need to find out. That was just a feeling, right? So I had time. And then afterwards, um, I graduated with the best grades. And I was, of course, broke and had no job. (laughs) But I was lucky. (laughs) Yes, but I was lucky because in those days, those were the 90s where the big strategy advisories were looking for a different kind of people, people who are more, uh, they are, yes, they are problem solvers and they have the best grades, but they, they have a different angle, a different spin that they bring in. And so that was my chance. And uh, just because the grades were, were great, they, they took me and then I was flying around the world doing strategy advisory. And this is how you learn it by doing. Mm-hmm. I totally immersed myself into that. I had great teachers, great bosses, great mentors. And from there, I learned it um, for, for many years. And then I went on my own. I like that. Yeah. So at an early age, you found yourself kind of getting stuck in a sense, like you didn't have that direction. You didn't know what you're going to do with your life. And you saw an opportunity, you just kind of jumped on it. Like, hey, let's see where this goes. And uh, 
I love it. So it sounds like that's pretty much what you've done ever since you, you got into the world of business strategy and, and consulting others to where you now started your company. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into Capshow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. Yes, I think there are two stages in, in business and probably also in life. It's like surfing. Stage one, there is no wave, so just chill, enjoy <laughs> the moment, right? read a book, talk to people, just chill. And then there is a second moment. Ooh, 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 there is something coming here. This might be a wave. Ooh, 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 ooh. That changes everything, right? And then, oh, okay, it's not, it wasn't a wave. Okay, <laughs> let's chill again. <laughs> but then again, ooh, 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 I feel something is coming. Now the wave is coming. This is now the switch. Second stage is sprint. Now the next seven seconds, all in. All in, stand up, paddle, go for it, rock that wave. And this is maximum intensity. Then the wave is gone, you go back to chilling until the next wave comes. And you can apply this to life. For me, the 20s were just chilling. And in the 30s, my wave started and I've never stopped. So I am still in those seven seconds and I'm rocking them. You, you don't really have to stop. You can ride that wave quite a long time nice if you stay with it but in the sprint stage of life or, or business um, focus is important so in that first one chilling is important being open being curious just let yourself wander and be brought around connecting talking thinking doing but then stage two when the wave is here this is all about focus this is obsession on one thing so if you meet me in if you met me in my 20s, you would say, Ma, Simon is such a nice guy. He's always having fun. He always has time. He's living like a surfer's life. If you meet me now, I'm 42, is, oh my God, Simon is such an upset. He's a machine. <laughs> this guy wakes up five o'clock in the morning, does his workout. Then he has the morning deep work scheduled, no meetings. Then the afternoon, five interviews on podcasts. This guy's a machine. Now you would think that I'm a totally structured, disciplined person. Well, I am because I am in the sprint phase of my life in the in and there are cycles and I respect the cycles, right? Right now I'm riding the wave. That's my cycle in life. There will come another cycle where I chill again. Mm. Um so it's important to embrace the fact that life is made of cycles. Yeah. Yeah, what stood out to me as you were using that surfing analogy also is that, you know, I I've known some folks who surf, and the one thing when they describe surfing to me uh, is that when they're on that wave, they're focused on that wave. They're not looking at the next wave coming because if they do, they're going to fall off their board and they're going to miss out on the wave they're on in the moment. And it's, it sounds like it's the same thing. When you're focused on that sprint you're on right now strategically, that's it. Go forward. Get it done. 
and and get as much out of it as you can while that energy and that wave is there. Then when that's done, take a look back and say, ah, that was cool. That was fun. All right. What's next? Now, something you talk about a lot, especially early on in your book, is being vanilla, you know, and my favorite ice cream is cookies and or cookie dough which is based in a vanilla ice cream. So when you talk about being vanilla in a negative context, I'm like, oh, but I love vanilla. But what you're talking about is, it, I guess my daughter would say it's like being basic. You're just like everybody else. And it, it kind of ties back into that the idea of when you were playing soccer and you're afraid of winning. And so you, you kind of hold back. And, and in a way, vanilla is like in this fear of either failure or success, you hold back, you do what everybody else is doing. You just kind of blend in and stick with the status quo because even in ice cream, vanilla is kind of like the base flavor and all the cool stuff kind of comes off of that. Um, talk to us a little bit more about like, what's at risk if we stay vanilla and how is it we find success by getting out of being vanilla? Yeah, it's avoiding showing yourself as you truly are. So you can sit in an office all day and do your work, but never show who you really are. And um, in the end of the day, you're just tired, but you're not really fulfilled, right? Because you didn't stretch yourself to the limit of what you can do and then try a little bit more to express yourself. So you can write an email to somebody or you can write an email first in draft mode and you go like fully in like what you really want to say. Still in draft mode, and then you say, "Oh my God, can I say this this way? No, no, no. Let me let me try to re refine it a little bit, and then you send it. Now at least you have stretched a little bit yourself, and you have expressed a little bit more. Next step is you can write a blog or create a video, and then you stretch yourself a little bit more. Now you are not just doing what everybody else does and hiding. Now you are moving towards expressing yourself a little bit more. And what is life if not becoming, gradually becoming every day a little bit more who you truly are? And we all don't know. We all don't know. Friedrich Nietzsche said, um, life is not being, it's becoming who you are. That presupposes that you have no clue who you are, because otherwise there is no reason in becoming, right? Just be. Mm -hmm. So we have no clue. And since we have no clue... It's an exploration. It's a process of gradually like blossoming like a flower, gradually expressing yourself more. And by doing that, you find yourself more. Like you found yourself in a spirit animal. And now that's a moment where you move forward. You're learning from that animal. And then you move forward from there. You use that information and that increases your vibration, your energy, increases also your willingness to, to grow and to share more. So this is the process of expressing more and more who you are. And it takes a little bit of courage every day. Mm -hmm. And so I remember totally the first time I sent an email to my email list. Most people would call it a newsletter. I was totally afraid. I think I wrote it and for two weeks I didn't send it. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was so afraid of pushing that button. What if there is a grammar error, a spelling error? What if somebody doesn't want to receive it? I, I had all the worries in my head, and I remember so much. And MailChimp did a great job at that time. It had something like a monkey that told me it was a sweaty hand. Like, oh, I know how you're feeling. And then I pushed <laughs> it, and it says, congrats, you, you sent your first email. Whoa. Yes. And that was exactly what I needed. 
it was so exciting and I had to go out in nature for a run because I was so excited. I couldn't do anything else. I couldn't focus for an hour. And then the next day I sent an email, etc. Then I went to a weekly cadence and then a bi-weekly cadence. And now I'm sending two emails per day to my email, but it's years later. So that's the process of you gradually growing to who to who you are. I love that. And it's, you know, time back in with, you know, if you wanted to launch a business, you know, you're not going to build this big global corporation on day one. You're probably going to have one specific product for one specific kind of client. If you have a day job and you're working in corporate America, uh, you've got a job you show up to do. Uh, but we're also talking about, you know, to, to not be vanilla. Be more than just the person who shows up, clocks in, does a task, clocks out, goes home, uh, because you missed out on that opportunity, those eight hours or nine hours to really connect with people, build deep relationships, uh, connect with your boss, connect with your customers, connect with your coworkers, and and have influence that leaves a legacy. Uh, so whether you, you have a business that you've started or a nine to five job or a midnight to seven job for those who work the night shift, I'm, I'm mentioning y'all. Yeah, this is this is gold here that that Simon's talking about. And uh, I remember when I was an employee, which I was very fortunate to be, and I had this full time job as a management consultant. And I was never in the office because I was always in planes, always in the newest project. I was doing the strategy for BMW and then flying to the next city to Paris to do the the merger of Airbus. I was always raising hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, 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 put me on the biggest project. And a colleague of mine says, Simon, do you realize you're doing everything wrong? Wow. What's wrong? I'm on the top projects. I'm in the A team of this company. I'm crushing it. I'm getting promoted every six months where the average is two and a half years. So what am I doing wrong? And he said, a healthy horse never jumps more than it needs to jump. You are jumping three times more. You are not earning three times more. When you do that, and I realized either he is wrong in that role or I am wrong in that role. He was right. Somebody was not getting it. And maybe it was me. And so I let that sink in and went with it for a couple of weeks and was like, "Hmm, it's, it's true. It's true. I'm raising too much my hand because I could just do 40 hours a week and that's it. Uh, nothing would change. Right. So why do I have this urge now? That was the moment when I realized there is something in me that is so passionate. That's not a 40 hours thing. Mm -hmm. That moment I realized there is something in me that wants to get out. I have to build something because building something, that's a 24-7 thing. You never stop. So I realized I'm an entrepreneur. Maybe this is a calling to do my own thing. And so turns out he was totally right. And he gave me the right hint which is you are not doing your minimum. You are growing out of this role. I mean, you can either lead this house if you do this or own this house or build your own house, right? When you have this urge, this passion, you are outgrowing your current situation. You are meant to take on uh, a bigger a bigger task. And so I created that bigger task for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it, it reminds me of a story of one of your clients in your book. Uh, so again, guys, the, the book is uh, Strategy Sprints, and I believe his name is Hassan. 
uh, earning like 120,000 a month. Uh, who wouldn't like to earn that, right guys? Uh, 120,000 a month, but he was working 80 hours a week. But this particular guy, what stood out to me was that it was costing them things like time with his family. And that was probably the biggest thing. So it, it made him think, you know, what do I do so that I am earning the income I want and I have the time with my family and, and strategy sprints worked with him. His coach worked with him to help him, I, I believe, turn his side hustle. So he, he had a side hustle on top of this. Blew my mind. 120K was not enough. He had a side hustle on top of that. He wound up pouring into the side hustle. The side hustle replaced his income. He was able to leave the 80 hour a week job. And have the time with his family, the the time for adventures, uh, to to have a life, and you know that that to me is also important. Like if you want to to get out of a vanilla life, it's not just about like standing out at work. It's like how do you stand out in life to live the life you want to live beyond your rut? It's like are you working long hours but not feeling the payoff? Um, are you just clocking in and out? Are you, are you like passionate about something but not having that met at work? Um, are you finding the financial success? But you're missing out on the relationships that matter most. And I, I feel like strategy sprints helps you uh, hone in on the whole life, the whole person. Uh, from what I've read so far, what I've learned about you and the conversation we're having. Um, but, I mean, since we're running out of time, uh, tell us uh, more about strategysprints.com. So strategy sprints, the company. Tell us about that. Yeah. So we help people realize their dreams via business. So we help them run a business that that is fun, that helps them become who they truly are. So every day, it's a little bit of an exploration of an adventure into this creative endeavor that is being an entrepreneur. It's absolutely creative. And, you know, you express love via, via work. So whatever you do, if it's uh, uh, whatever role it is that you have in work, uh, working is an expression of love. And so when you're an entrepreneur, you... You are building something that's better than what is now here because you care. And so when you do that, there are specific processes that can make your life easier. And these processes is what I have collected because it's so hard to stay focused. And we discussed that it's important when you're on the wave, it's important that you don't distract yourself. Stay on the wave. But everybody who whoever uh, created an innovation project, an innovation thing, a new thing, knows that it's hard to stay focused consistently. So I collected all the processes, the marketing processes, the sales processes, the customer onboarding processes, hiring processes that help those entrepreneurs doing the creative work and not burn out, not distract, not lose the energy, dissipate the energy in too many directions because it's easy that it would happen without those processes. And so the book it's like a cookbook. If somebody runs a business, that's literally, they open it and say, okay, what do I do for, how do I build my marketing systems? Oh, it's chapter two. How do I build my sales systems? Oh, it's chapter three. And it's literally, I have it here on my desk and I am checking it. This week, my marketing is not working so well. What's going on? I go through that. Oh, I was trying to skip step seven <laughs> uh, as, as usual. It's always a skip step. But, yeah. So... I always think that I can outsmart myself or outpace myself, and it's usually not true. Again, the mind, not a great companion. The process, trust the process. However you feel, trust just the process. That's what I've learned from yoga. However I feel, I go on the mat, I do my 
process, my yoga process for that day. It's always a good idea. Um, same thing I do now with marketing, with sales, with client onboarding, with hiring. I just trust the process, follow the process. And so in the book, Strategy Sprints, people can find those processes. And they can also download some of them digitally at strategysprints.com. Nice. And then, of course, if they want some coaching, they can go to strategysprints.com and and ask for that as well. Um, and so, yeah, get a copy of his book, Strategy Sprints. Uh, it, it's available on Amazon. Um, if you have a podcast, he'll send you an advanced reader copy. <laughs> but you got to have them on your show. Uh but get a copy of that book. Uh, I'm reading through it, and it's timely for me because I just launched my own leadership development business. And uh, and you know, I'm going to check out the website, check out the tools. You offer up some free tools with that book, and then, of course, the coaching. Um, now, if anybody's visiting in Vienna, what's your, your home address so we can just pop in and say hello? I'm kidding. I'm just Brandon used to say that to our guests. I'm like, you can't ask that. And here I am just doing it as homage to Brandon. You're welcome, Brandon. Um, but any final words of wisdom before we go, Simon? Look, there is no wisdom. There is just a practice, the practice of every day showing up to your yoga mat, whatever it is. For me, it's my daily habit, weekly habit, monthly habit. I share them on strategiesprints.com. What if the week is super, super bad week? I just do my three habits. If the week is a wonderful week and I'm high and I think I'm I'm a genius. I stick to the practice. I just follow my three habits and that's usually the best idea. And I try to live a very creative life that I would not uh, be sad if if I die next week. I'm happy. I I I gave it I gave it a shot. I really gave it a shot. I didn't miss a minute. So yeah, I think that's that's a good process. That's perfect. Perfect. Simon, it was great to have you on this show. I'm glad we got connected through Michelle. And uh, yeah, again, thanks for being on here. Thank you for doing this, showing up for your community with this consistency and bringing, sharing knowledge, sharing wisdom. Now, I hope you got a lot out of that conversation I had with Simon, just like I did. I took a lot of notes. I've got them right here in front of me, in fact. Now, if you want to get to those resources, get a copy of his book, Strategy Sprints, Go to the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 354. There you'll find more information about Simon, about Strategy Sprints, and also some more information about my book, Beyond the Rut, Create a Life Worth Living in Your Faith, Family, and Career, where it's all about pulling you out of your rut, recognizing the rut you're in, understanding where you want to go, and take action to get there. Once you've got that mindset clicked in, you've created some goals, apply these strategy sprints to those goals and watch some agile growth happen in your own life. Now, I'm glad you joined me for this episode. and I look forward to joining with you again in the next episode. But until next time, go live life beyond the rut. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Capshow team today and join me inside that community.